Wagabuti Kabidati. Welcome to Stroke of Genius Podcast. The, I am really excited about having this guest. This person feels like a friend to me just I'm only known for probably um several months. I've met him in a stroke support group meeting and can't finally find out he lives in my um area. So I'm really excited to meet him this summer where you get together and barbecue. But what what I'm gonna be telling you a story, and let me tell you, I know you're gonna think it was a competition, but because this this person, I'm gonna be introducing to you. Let me just pull up his by a sheet. His name is, is Eric Argumento. So at age 34 around, he had suffered a major uh, uh, stroke. And then two years later, get this, two years later, he endured phys- uh, open heart surgery. So that was enough. I mean, get grief causing, you know, suffering strokes. And why after your stroke, you have to have many open heart surgery. I don't get that. That's amazing. So let me bring let's get this off. The Stroke of Genius podcast, hosted by brain aneurysm and stroke survivor Aaron Avila. Sharing the experiences of survivors and CEOs. This is your destination for inspiration. Well, good morning, Eric. Welcome to the Genius Podcast. How you doing, bro? Hey, good morning, Eric. Good morning, everybody. I'm doing pretty fine. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm really glad you're here because you and I think we have balance. Whose stroke group was that? What show? It was a sweat Michelle's. Michelle Jensen's Stroke Squad. Squad. Yeah. A great group. And, and I was with, yes, you know, there's certain people that you kind of click with. And when I met you, I forgot them and then I, I got pretty cool. And then I kind of find your, what, draws away from me. Yes, we're pretty close, about like 30 mm-hmm. minutes away. Yeah. So we're gonna get together, establish. We're gonna get a family get together, barbecue this summer. Yeah, we get cool. maybe we get together and watch a 49ers game together. Oh, we got a Sherry Sherry Patterson is here from Mary Falls, and she says hello to me. And then Sherry Patterson from Mary Falls says hello to you. Hey, Sherry, how you doing? You and today's your one. You got an incredible story, bro. Really, I'm 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 pretty nice, bro. But so tell me, tell us, step right into it. Please describe what your pre-stroke life was like. Well, my pre-stroke life was pretty busy. I was here pretty fast. I was constantly working outside sometimes, 12 hours days, sometimes 14 hour days. Um, I would play soccer. That was my passion. That was my escape, you know, from reality, from my stress. When I play soccer, I like, I'm for, I forget everything else. And then also, before my shock, I was going through really dark times. So I was really drinking a lot, partying excessively. I didn't take care of myself. 
I was a really mess, pretty much. Right. You know? Now, and that is amazing to me because I talk, I mean, I played soccer as a young kid, talk about running, and then you were out partying, drinking, smoking. God knows what you were doing. But, I mean, it, it's just amazing that it, you know, you did all that, and then you ended up having a stroke. Yeah, reality, to be honest, I didn't even respect the sport that I love because I was so going through a lot in my head that I didn't show enough respect for the game. Like, for example, I would party harder the night before, then I would show up to an early game the next day, drunk, you know, and I still play soccer like that. And that... That was disrespectful for the game that gave me a lot, a lot of happiness. So I used to just take everything for granted, you know, not just the sport, but people, my family, work, everything. Yeah, so I'm curious. I met you open heart surgery. I I can't imagine going to a stroke. A stroke is debilitating enough. And we're going to talk about kind of your, what you had happened to you during your stroke, what your deficits were. But then two years later, you had open-heart surgery, bro. You know what? To be honest, after my heart surgery, I had a lot of time to myself because I wasn't able to do anything again. So pretty much it kind of reset myself, set myself back to um, reality because I was focusing too much and and trying to be the person I was before, before my stroke. But while I was time to recover from my surgery, made me, I had time to think about it and start focusing on the little things. And since after, since I started doing that, I changed a lot. Like, I feel like I got better as a person and in my rehabilitation, which I feel like I've improved better better than the last year. Yeah, I think what you feel, what you're saying there. I mean, I must say it like this: stroke is the best thing to happen. It really was. It made me recenter my life, made me be grateful, made me appreciate life. I mean, this changed my life in a more positive manner. Really, yeah. I, I'm really. Yes, it does. Like, like I told everybody, I must sound crazy and everything, but if it wasn't for the stroke, I would have been dead. Because pretty much the stroke was a, pretty much a slap in the face from God telling me, you need to get your life together or else you're going to die. Because I would have blew my heart because I didn't know how much my lifestyle was affecting me. And then when I had the stroke, it made me like realize I was dumb. Sorry, my language, but I didn't appreciate life. I didn't appreciate nothing. So now I appreciate everything. Yeah. It kind of makes it realize how, like you, I'm sure, and sound like you and I were both mute. We had uh, similar deficits. But it, it can, you said slap in the face. And it really, your stroke really can wake you up. It really can. There's one thing positive about a stroke. 
that I say happened is that it saw me in space. It made me realize I better be grateful. I better be thankful I'm alive, you know. You know, before this joke, everybody, I had a wish, I had a death wish. Why? I don't know. I didn't care about my life. I didn't care about nothing else. Like, I just, well, I was just living my life like I was day by day. And then everybody would tell me, hey, take care of yourself. After I got diagnosed with high blood pressure, all my friends, my coworkers, everybody, take your pills, take your pills. And I was like, for what? I'm going to die young. You know, I used to wish that. That was my answer for everything. You know, they're like, and I was like, for what? Nobody's going to miss me if I die. And then when I was laying in bed on a, in a hospital and realizing there was so much people there for me, it made me like appreciate it, you know, like wake up. Yeah, people. I had so much people visiting me. They even got kicked out of the rooms because it was that much people. And then I like I didn't, and I I was thinking that nobody was gonna miss me. And in reality, a lot of people was gonna, you know, miss me. You know, they were gonna they were gonna get hurt. And then yeah. I didn't even think about my. I yeah. didn't even think of my family or anything. I again, that's so true. I mean, for stroke for me and totally for you, it really prioritizes your total life, makes you realize, God, I really appreciate my wife. I really appreciate my life. I appreciate the bursting. I appreciate the sun and the sky. And so it kind of so many things in life we took we took for granted. I'm the same way, bro. Same way. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, for me, I think the shock was a blessing for me because I think I wasn't, I don't miss the person of who I was. I'm finally figuring it out, life, and I'm figuring it out that it will feel like we can just appreciate the sun, the air, the food, the water, something that I wasn't able to do when I wasn't laying down in bed. You know, I couldn't eat. They gave me like ice cubes. I couldn't even drink water because they were scared for me to choke. Yeah. So, you know, like now that I am able to drink water, I want to eat peacefully. Man, it feels so great. Yeah, I think, I, again, it makes you grateful to be alive. And Sharon Patterson, I'm, then I'm bringing up her comment again. She just, I feel like crying up so blessed that stroke, if you look at stroke right, and so in majority of people out there take, take stroke the wrong way, they think it's stroke, period, that's end of life, but it really is if they allow it, if they change the way to look at the stroke, it, it changes the way you look at your life as you become you know, I hear a lot, I read a lot about strokes of, strokes of virus, and then it took me a while to figure this out. But we strokes of virus focus on trying to be the person that we were before, before the stroke. But we don't realize that person is dead. That part of our brain is dead. We're never going to be the same person again. Instead of trying to go back to the past, it's, you know, now we just focus on the now. And I don't think too much in the future. 
always have the future back in your head, but don't think too much because you in, you never know what can happen, especially us. We already got close goals, you know? So now we should appreciate every moment that we can because you never know what can happen, you know? So that's what's going on with the Sharks Award. We're trying to be the person that we were before, but we don't focus in the now and trying to be better than we were before. Because eventually we used to take life of, from granted different ways. And we just don't see that, you know? Yeah, I, I, I used that what a goal I get that is. Look forward to quit your and look back at what you were. You're not going to go back to where you were. In fact, I look at struggles as a, as a kind of a second chance. And the reason I wrote, wrote me and my struggle, second chance struggle, is because to me, God gave me a second chance, bro, to live again. I should have yeah. died. In fact, I'm one of the few people that have been to a funeral. They moved me in the room, told my family to come say goodbye. I was going to die. And I paid my funeral, bro, but you know what? I was given a second chance, and I am not going to waste it. So, you know, it's a great goal. I always look forward, quit looking back, trying to be the person you were. But now now's a chance. You and I have a chance to recreate who we were. Exactly. It's like when you when you're in a relationship, right? And you break up with somebody that hurt you so much. You're not gonna go back to that person that hurt you so much, right? Until you finally okay, we said we wanna get back to that person, but until we realize, you know what, that person wasn't good for me, and we, we accept that person was not good. And we move on, we feel much better about life. So it's the same thing about stroke. If we accept that we had a stroke and that we're not going to be the person that we were before the stroke, and we accept, okay, this is my current situation. What can I do to get better? Should I just keep going forward or I can just feel sorry for myself? You have choices, you know? There's So it's, it's up to us if we really want to take advantage of this. Because, you know, there's other people that wish they can't have another second chance. But yeah, they, that's so true. So many people I know, and I've a thousand strip survivors around the world, and so many of them put a fear to the end of stroke. They start living. They yeah, start and then, living. They're waiting to die is all they're doing. Yeah, and then just, you know, when you claim, when you stay negative, and you hate yourself so much, and you're like, my life is over, my life, I'm giving up, I'm giving up. But they really put in more stress to their life. They're causing themselves more anxiety, more depression, you know? Instead of be like, you know what, thank you God, I'm breathing again. Let me just try to do sitting stands in a wheelchair. Or let me wipe the table. You don't know how much doing a little bit of, little bit of movement will make you feel better. Yeah, so true, and I think it's so true. But let me ask you, what lessons, life lessons, you just gave one of them, look forward, not back. But what, what's maybe a couple lessons, is there any others that pop in your mind, lessons you've learned from stroke? I learned the power that, the will. I learned that if we really want to, 
you will get whatever you want in life. But you know, the problem is that hard work, you know, I believe hard work will get you anywhere you want. If you are work dedicated and have faith, and of course, be patient because you know, Rome wasn't built in one day, yeah. it takes time. So as soon as you learn to realize that if I work hard, I get there. It's gonna take time. But the problem is make the first make. Problem, the, the, the key is to stay committed. Stay committed and believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you get whatever you want in life. The sky's the limit. I love that. I love your attitude, bro, because that really is what we all need to do is realize the stroke is not the end of life. It's the beginning of a new life. So yeah. let me take a quick uh, commercial break. Hold on for a second. Let me build my commercial. Fire. You know, that, but that, I don't know if you noticed, but that commercial, I love it because it says stroke doesn't define you as a person, but here, respond does. And people do not realize, stroke survivors don't realize, it's stroke is not who they are. It's how they respond to stroke that becomes who they are. You know, it's it's kind of the uh, you 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 create your own destiny. Yes, I mean, pretty much, we we were dead and come back to life. You know, and then we had to learn everything. You know, and it's like when you're a baby, right? You have to learn everything again. You have to learn how to walk, how to talk, how to sit down, how to do everything when you're a baby. And it's stroke is the same thing. You have to learn how to do everything again. But like, we don't see that stroke. It's a lot, it's more mental, exhausting than physical. Because if we're not mental strong, we're not gonna be physical strong. You know, you know what I'm saying? If I'm over here thinking about my pain every day, I'm just gonna wanna just lay down in bed and take a bunch of bills. But if I just be like, you know what? If I just go outside and walk a little bit, the pain is going to go away, which it does. Because you already, you prepare yourself already. You know, like you send those connections to your muscles that are hurting. You know, you're making it work. And that's what the body needs. The body needs to be moved in order to get better. Yeah, I'm doing me, but as you know, I'm in the wheelchair. Now about 12 years, but I'm still trying to walk. But yeah, the old saying a body is in motion, stays in motion. Yeah, I can tell when I don't do my therapy. I try to do 30 minutes of cardio. I try to do walk 60 feet and then do leg lifts and some various other exercises. I notice when I don't do those. I am in more pain than ever. Oh, believe me. And the closer, the more stronger you get, the pain is way more. But yeah. you know what? 
but it's it's the sensation that you know okay i'm working those muscles are gonna wake up any day so that makes me more work hard because i feel like i'm better than i was yesterday i'm not getting worse you know so that makes me push myself yeah you don't curse bro did you have any warning signs before your stroke? None. Nope, none. What were you doing when you had your stroke? Well, I was waking up. It was like around 9 in the morning. And it was during the World Cup. I was about to watch a soccer game, Brazil versus Mexico. Then I will come to go to the bathroom. Then my, she wasn't my wife, but by then we were dating. And then she looked at me. She's like, you don't look good. Then next thing you know, I was like, oh, I'm just hangover. Let me just, how did I actually throw up? I went to the bathroom trying to do it, trying to do it. And I did it. I tried like three times. And now I saw it the third time. I did push so hard that I felt like a little cool breeze of my brain go all the way to my body. It started shaking. Then I just spit. And now I saw it. Right. Then. All I remember, um, walking out. So I pretty much lost consciousness for 30 seconds. And my wife said that I was just standing against the wall and I was about to fall and then she pushed me up. And that's when I woke up. And I remember going, walking to the bed, but I wasn't feeling the same. I was feeling shaky, cold. And then I was, I got, I got, I laid down. And she was like, you look green. Let me go to the one. I was like, no, it's okay. Let me drink water. I I drank water. I got up in the bed. Then I lay back down. And the second time, I was I couldn't move. So I was like, you know what? Go to the one. So then it like the majority of strokes, I was kind of shaking off and going, I'm just, I don't know what's wrong, but it's not that bad. You, you kind of sweep it under the rug, that's serious. It's time you could, you should have died now, one, one, when you're in the bathroom. Yeah, but shake it off. We, we, uh, our instinct is, is to kind of make minimize what's happening. Yeah. And then when I, I remember everything, like I remember the paramedics asking me questions. And when they checked my blood pressure, it was like 260. Oh. And they're like, they were, yeah, it was so high. Then they checked like four times and they didn't go down. They sent me right away to the hospital. I remember everything. I remember when I got into the ER, getting like 10 doctors and everything. But you know what? I, the thing is that when I got to the hospital, I was okay. And then within an hour later, I was a vegetable. I couldn't move, I couldn't talk, nothing. It was really weird because I went from wow. okay to nothing. So again, you guys, I personally was flown down to Red City to go to the hospital there. What hospital did you bring to you, bro? Kaiser, South San Francisco? Yeah, oh, really? Because yeah, I used to live five minutes away from me. All right. Uh, yeah, great. Here's the show. The people at Kaiser, I had a local hospital saved my life, really. The paramedics that came from my part of Bomberman really saved my life, too. But I, I'm curious what inspired, I'm going to ask you, here's a, what advice would you give a new story survivor 
Someone who's just going through this, what advice would you give them, bro? My advice is that don't give up, even though it sounds impossible. Believe me, I thought I was never going to see the light at the end of the, the tunnel. I'm starting to see light, but it took me so much hard work. Trust me, there's days I want to quit. I cried. I begged God. I asked for anything that's strained. And then it's so hard. I know it's hard, but just don't give up. Just believe in yourself. Believe that God has your back. Believe that he's going to help you out and give you everything. Also, love your family. Love your loved ones. And that will help them go forward. And the one main thing, this is the key, accept your situation. Know where you at. I said that you had a stroke and move on forward. Don't look back because the more you look back, the more negativity, the more depression you're gonna cause yourself. Always look forward and push hard because eventually you get there where you wanna be. You know, when you were saying that, bro, I picture guys sitting in the racetrack, a race, foot race, at the line, starting around. He doesn't look back, can't look forward to the finish line. Do not give up. Yeah. I mean, so many times I have a feeling just, again, I'm going to stop trying. I'm going to give up. But I never have. I never will. And there's so many other strokes of others out there that they've given up. And it's so sad to see. It's a choice. It's a, yeah, it's your choice. In fact, they see life is ten percent what happens to you, and ninety percent hair respond. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Like you always got to think about it. There's always somebody that we should have the chance that we have. That we have. There's always somebody worse than us. But they're pushing, they're moving forward. There's people with no legs and they're doing, they keep going with life. There's people with no arms and they're driving. You know, I've seen that happen, you know? But they are moving forward. So there's always, I have a, a saying that's, that I have tatted, then I go by there. There's always a solution for everything except death. So when you're there, you're there. There's no way you can do, but you are life. So, it's up to you if you just want to keep moving, you know? Life is beautiful. Enjoy it while you can, because you never know when you'll be the last time. Boy, isn't that true? I mean, you know, we're down the wire a little bit, down the end of the show, but if somebody wants to get a hold of you, ask a question, how do they get a hold of you? What's the rest way? Oh, they can reach me on my Facebook. Um, Anytime I'm free all the time, whenever I talk to other survivors, I help them push themselves. You know, I just help them with my uh, with my experience. I don't know experience. I just go by what I lived through, and then because I didn't didn't have much help, and then I don't want people to think they're alone because they're not. There's always somebody willing to talk to them, hear them out, whatever. I'm always available. You know. It's not so hard. Just send me a message and I'll respond back. You know? All right, bro. So, just so you know, it's Eric Argumento, Mary Argumento, and 
look him up on Facebook at all and ask him why is he here for you for community. He's able to help you and talk to you. And I, I am too, we all are. And remember, you can never feel as a circus barber if you never give up trying. You can never feel. Eric, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you. It's a pleasure. And anytime I'm always available. All right. You know. All right. So we'll talk to you later then. Thank okay, you so thank much. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. No.